Welcome to the Intersection Podcast at Georgia Tech Scheller College of Business. My name is Jasmine Howard, and I'm a first-year MBA student and your host for this episode of The Intersection. Today, we're talking to four second-year MBA students who just returned from their summer internships at Nike. We'll learn about their internship experience and how Scheller helped them secure their roles as well as succeed in their summer projects. Cool. Uh, yeah, my name is uh, Stephen Kaviklis. I'm uh, from Atlanta, Georgia, originally, Marietta specifically. Um, my background is I went to University of South Carolina, did my uh, undergraduate degree in operations and supply chain management, uh, with also a uh, major in entrepreneurship. Um, and then I worked at BMW Manufacturing for four years as a quality engineer up in South Carolina. Decided I wasn't a huge fan of the manufacturing environment, so I wanted to come back to school, get more of a uh, broad business overview, which is why I chose Georgia Tech. It's back home. Uh, my, my whole family's still here. All my high school buddies are still here, so it feels like home here. Um, and uh, I want to get into product management, and uh, Georgia Tech has a great program for that. Um, in a uh, product planning class right now, learning a ton. Uh, in this summer, I worked as a uh, operations graduate intern at, uh, at Nike, working on some, uh, some factory stuff that I can talk about later, but I don't want to take up all the time right now. <laughs> Awesome. I'm Christy King. I'm originally from Greeley, Colorado. Uh, moved east to attend undergraduate at Clemson University, where I got my undergrad degree in accounting. Uh, and then I moved to Atlanta. I started my career at Delta Airlines, one of the hometown companies here in Atlanta. I uh, spent five years there, did work in finance and sales. Uh, and, you know, kind of as I was growing there, really had an interest in entrepreneurship. So that's why I chose tech, uh, specifically with the Tiger program, to really get my feet wet in that space. Uh, and fell in love with operations during one of our classes last year. Uh, so wanted to understand how that works at a large company. So Nike was the right place for me, and I was a graduate operations intern there as well, focused on quality within the supply chain. So I can talk a little bit more about that as well as we get into it. Ross Smith, originally from Chattanooga, Tennessee. I uh, came down to Georgia Tech in 2007, studied mechanical engineering. Um, worked for a couple German companies in the area for about five and a half years. Um, working with engines and then robots, you know, your typical mechanical engineering stuff. I uh, got interested in operations and automation. Uh, came back to Georgia Tech for that, you know, great operations program. And I was familiar with the uh, very friendly atmosphere here among the, uh, the cohort, very cooperative. Uh, so that's really what drew me to Scheller. Um, this past summer, I was at a Nike distribution center working on their warehouse management system, looking for any potential changes we could do to make the system run smoother, um, increase throughput, decrease costs, stuff like that. All right. And I'm uh, Joshua Partridge. I'm from Alpharetta, Georgia. And I worked, actually, I went to uh, school first at Georgia Tech like Ross and uh, got my mechanical engineering degree in 14 and then moved down to South Georgia um, and worked as a nuclear engineer for about three and a half years uh, then decided to hang up the hard hat um, for more I guess operational and business focus and chose Georgia Tech uh, number one because it was my alma mater and then two um, just outstanding program um, in the summer I was also in Memphis Tennessee um, like Ross uh, kind of looking at warehouse um, staffing models um, and determining the right amount of labor for a given day at our world's largest distribution center. Great. Thank you all so much for being here. Uh, we're going to start just big. You're, you all interned at Nike, and I want to know why Nike. What made you excited? What made you want to pursue them in the first place? Are you kidding me? 
<laughs> freaking Nike. Man. Uh, no, so for me, I, I like had never even thought about working in Nike. I don't know about the rest of you guys, but then they, they came and did a uh, information session here on campus uh, during our first uh, first semester, and I'd gone to a ton of different information sessions up until then, and I remember leaving that one, and I was actually like hyped up to go work at Nike because, as you know, Nike is very good at marketing, mm-hmm. so they're very good at marketing uh, to, uh, about why you should go work there and everything. So I had a ton of really good pump-up videos, and I looked into the company more, and they were doing some really, really cool stuff uh, operationally um, that, I w- that I would really like to work on. So that's kind of what drew me to Nike. It, it just worked. Awesome. Yeah. Chrissy, how about you? Um, so I really wanted to focus on the retail space for my internship, so I actually interviewed with both Under Armour and Nike. Uh, and kind of what drew me to Nike is I honestly read Phil Knight's book, uh, Shoe Dog, mm. and it just kind of got at the core of the culture of that company, which is really amazing. And they're really amazing at uh, portraying that in all of their advertising and marketing, but you can feel it across the entire company. And that's what I felt in the information session. And through the entire interview process, I felt like that company was going to have my back. Uh, so I thought it was a good, good choice and good option. Ross? Yeah, so I was uh, a little more interested in it because it was an operations supply chain kind of function. Um, that's kind of what I've been targeting. Uh, I wasn't a huge sneakerhead before the summer, but afterwards that has definitely changed. Yep. Uh, my collection is much bigger now. Um, but something that really interested me in Nike was um, just the way that like everybody we talked to was super friendly and like really helpful. It wasn't a competitive culture or anything like that. It was, you know, anytime I had I had a question, they were looking to help me out. Uh, everybody I talked to, we were actually assigned a mentor, but I, it didn't even seem necessary at where we were at because every single person we talked to was kind of acting mm-hmm. like a mentor. Mm-hmm. Let's see, uh, I'm a huge sneakerhead, um, and that was <laughs> before Nike. I, I'm a huge Air Max 90 dude. Um, so that was part of the draw. But uh, additionally, I was looking between like consulting and operational focuses, um, you know, for an internship. And like Steve and I went to the uh, info session, and unlike every other one where you're you're trying to pay attention to every single word, um, you know, write down, make yourself look like you're, you know, the the eager person. Um, you didn't have to do that for Nike. Um, they played some crazy pump up videos, and you you naturally got jazzed. Um, but yeah, it was just the perfect intersection of a passion of mine and then uh, my focus, you know, in business school. Great. Well, as you all know, and hopefully our listeners know, our career center here is ranked number one globally. So the Jones MBA Career Center, it plays a major part in us and you all getting these internships. Do you have some specific prep points that you think help set you apart as candidates when you're pursuing the internships? Maybe just one or two of y'all. Sure. Uh, yeah, when I went to the info session, I always, like, scribble down every single word that they say because I feel like it really gives you some points to think about and reflecting about how you answer questions. Uh, so took a huge focus in doing that, not just for Nike, but with other companies as well, and I think that's a great thing for anybody to do. And our career services team just would, you know, do practice interviews, help you get questions off the internet so that you could practice by yourself. So we, you know, this was the first time we were really interviewing with Nike uh, in this school. And so it was just kind of a more of a black box than maybe some of the more traditional companies that have come back year after year. Yeah. For for me, um, ever since I went to the information session, Nike was like my number one. That was pretty much all that I recruited for. So um, with our uh, career services program, you have to go through a bunch of different qualifying interviews. You got to write a cover letter, like 
targeted a specific company and I did all that exactly with Nike. So my first interview with Nike was like my third or fourth interview with Nike because I've already done it a couple of times with career services. So it was like riding a bike. It was, it was no big deal. It was like having a, a normal conversation like this with somebody during an interview. Yeah. It's great. Great. So moving on, you hinted a little bit at each of your roles in your projects this summer, but I'd love to hear in more detail some of the major things you worked on and outcomes of those areas. So we'll actually flip it and we're going to start with Josh. Oh, cool. Uh, well, so I was tasked with uh, coming up with a, I guess, tool or model uh, for our staffing at NALC. Um, and NALC is the North American Logistic Campus, and it's the world's largest distribution center. And was originally framed to have um, apparel, shoes, and equipment all go through its doors. Um, but if, if you didn't know, Nike's a really big company. We, we really do <laughs> really good sales in North America. So um, all that's not housed there now. Um, so it's a very intricate and complicated plan. And every day, um, day-to-day matters. Um, so uh, let's say it's the springtime, uh, back to school, you're going to have differing work uh, mixes pretty much at our site. And so we were having, uh, I guess, deltas where we were losing money um, from one way or another because we weren't getting the right amount of labor at every uh, workstation. Um, and so using some of the data analytics um, <laughs> from our, uh, I guess, core class, um, I came up with a, kind of a regression model um, for, uh, I think, about six areas. Um, and basically, you know, given our daily need of we need X amount of shoes and X amount of equipment to go through the doors and go through this part of the plant today. Um, how much labor does that really look, you know? Um, and so it was really cool because I think Nike had been looking at that problem for a while, um, but they hadn't really implemented anything. Um, and being able to show uh, with you know your analysis, like, hey, if you do it this way, um, you're going to see marginal well, not marginal, but but huge, uh, I guess, benefits immediately. So let's say uh, I looked at one area specifically, and we were overstaffing by an average of 15 people a day. And you look down the road, and its sister um, area is understaffing by 15 people a day. And, and logically, if you're having to move people, um, you're losing time and money. Um, so, so just being able to identify those those low hanging fruit, be like, hey guys, we can we can make this. Uh, better process. It's really exciting. That's great. Ross, how about you? Yeah, so my project was working with the warehouse management system. That's the software that we get orders and then it determines what goes where and when. Um, The warehouse management system there was like over 20 years old, which in software ages is like a million. (laughs) Um, uh, The actual login screen was, uh, it has swoosh on it, but it was made with periods and colons because it couldn't support images. It was like designed in DOS. That that old, right? (laughs) Um, the guy so that was, came up with that was so proud of it, though. Oh, yeah. first yeah. did. <laughs> <laughs> so there are uh, two types of changes you can make. You can do a coding change that you know takes a long time to implement, very expensive. We have to work with Manhattan on that, and they're looking for configuration changes. So they've got a bunch of variables in there. You just change a number from four to three. Okay, what is it? What does that do? Um, so they didn't have any central list of all the variables or what they did or anything like that. There was one guy who was like considered the expert, so if he quit, like things would shut down. And you don't want that when you're moving all of the apparel like in the country through that location. Um, so my project was to figure out what all these variables are, what they do, and then suggest some changes to be made. 
Um, so I found a couple areas where we should make changes, uh, suggested the changes, got those implemented, and then said, here are some areas that we can work on for future projects. Cool. All right, so I was um, working on a project for quality um, in terms of shipping through the distribution centers, primarily to wholesale, wholesale customers. Uh, so think of your Dick's Sporting Goods, your Macy's, right? We all think of buying things through the digital channels now of, you know, Nike.com or through maybe even the sneakers app. But so much of the business still goes through that wholesale channel. So chargebacks are a really huge thing. Uh, and if you just Google it, you'll find a lot of interesting information um, written about that from the industry perspective. And so each of those wholesale customers has to submit information back to Nike about which chargebacks they're taking. Uh, the problem is, is everybody submits it in a different way, in a different form. So I was tasked with actually scraping emails uh, to <laughs> convert them into data tables. So I used Alteryx, which is just a really cool software tool. It's probably one of the coolest I've ever used. It's the best. Uh, to convert all of that information into data tables, and it was not the easiest task in the world. But then also connecting that in with Nike supply chain order and delivery data to, so that the company could kind of get a holistic picture of what went wrong and where, uh, whether that's, you know, the shirts weren't individually polybagged, or you used the wrong hanger on this t-shirt. So it was very minute things, but they add up to millions of dollars for the company. Uh, and that's just directly to the bottom line for margin. So it's pretty fun. Great. Yeah. Steven, what'd you work on? So I mentioned earlier that I um, worked on a process to improve our factory capacity planning. So the first day I went in, met my boss, and she gave me my project, which was we need a better way to plan out how much capacity we need in our footwear factories. Figure it out. So that was like my, my huge task. So much much of my project was figuring out a, a manageable scope that I can do in 12 weeks. It's a 12 week internship. Um, and then I was able to pare it down to um, something uh, that we learned in school. Actually one of the best classes that I've, I've taken here, uh, supply chain modeling. Amen. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> incredible, it's such a good class. Um, we uh, we learned something called the news vendor model and how to you guys you guys will learn it as your first year you'll learn it in your operations Looking class. Looking forward to it. Great. Yeah, yeah, it's great. It's great. Um, uh, use the news vendor model to uh, plan uh, our capacity. So it's based on how much it costs us to uh, miss a sale and how much it costs us to build capacity when then we don't use it. So it's using those two different variables and then figuring out what level we should set our uh, capacity at that um, given those two inputs. So. Uh, once I did that, I figured out that it would work better than the, the previous way we were doing it. Um, eight of our 11, 11 previous seasons, which was a really huge win for me, because if it didn't work, then I was screwed, because I had no other way of doing it. But luckily, the news vendor model works, and our professors here are very <laughs> smart for teaching us that. Perfect. So I'm hearing... Oh, Ross, uh, you yeah. got it? Uh, it was funny. We were actually all in that supply chain modeling class, yeah. and uh, you know the interview process is a little opaque with some companies. Uh, you're not sure where you, where you are along in it, and uh, Josh, Chrissy, and I were all on a team for a simulation uh, that we did in the class, and we we thought we were all like out at Nike because uh, yeah. Mike and Steve had already heard back, so we named ourselves like <laughs> Team Nike Rejects or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, but then we all ended up getting offers there, so kind of worked out. Pretty sweet. Yeah, if you want that job, you should take that class. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's 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 one amazing. of the greatest. Yeah, Adelaide Tasu is the professor, and he's he's a genius. He's incredible. Yeah. 
Yeah, y'all are speaking to so much of our historic core competencies in business analytics and supply chain. Yeah. It sounds like that's what drew mm-hmm. you to Shell in the first place and now what is taking you beyond. What other things did you all do in your first year of the MBA program to help prepare for these internships? To supplement maybe with clubs, additional classes you haven't mentioned, um, or learning software on your own? I think for me, um, along with supply chain modeling, it was a uh, big data analytics. Because so we took a um, we took a core class that kind of gave us a brief overview of of uh, data mm-hmm. and like how to use like statistics and kind of advanced stuff. But then the big data analytics really hammered it home for us. So I was like really really comfortable talking with my coworkers about um, anything related to statistics. I wasn't lost in conversations, which is a great feeling when you're not lost <laughs> in conversations at work. Um, so that that for me was my other really huge class for my internship uh for me i think it was kind of along the lines of tiger is in tiger you do a lot of customer discovery so you just go out and interview people try to understand their pain points and And christy can you set up can you tell our listeners about tiger and the program just very briefly absolutely so tiger is our technology um innovation program it stands for what technology integration and emerging research (laughs) research or something i can't even remember uh, and Generating economic yeah. results, Consulting. I think, is the end. That, yeah. Yes. So, so technological Technology. commercialization. Yes. Generating and innovation. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You know, Tiger. That's why we call tiger. it Tiger. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we say Tiger for short because we can't remember, you know, five-letter acronyms. I can do three. But uh, so Tiger is an awesome program where you get matched with a Ph.D., two Emory JD students, and then we had three MBAs on my team. And we were focused on commercializing our PhD's technology. And it was a great uh, class to understand the needs of your given industry that you think your technology has application in. So you focus on a lot of interviews uh, to understand what are the pain points in that industry? Does everybody have the same pain points? So kind of a smaller version of kind of the lean startup method. Uh, and it was really awesome, and I used a lot of that in my project to understand what were the pain points of kind of my internal customers at Nike that really were going to be impacted by how well I did the work over the summer. Great. And Tiger um, is a, a program that you apply into. It is one of our immersive tracks, but it is the only one that has its own application. Just mm-hmm. put that out there. All right. What about y'all? What was the question again? Did you pursue any other clubs or classes that you felt uh, best prepared you for your Nike internship? Uh, You know, I'd say what best prepared me for it was just doing a lot of interviews. Um, That's something I was a little weak at, I would say, coming into into Scheller. Um, But just being able to work with career services a lot really helped me, like, get ready for it. Like, by the time I got to my Nike interview, it was, like, my 10th or something. So I had, like tons of behavioral interview like practices mm-hmm. so i you know wasn't nervous or anything at all like i was on maybe the first few hmm besides supply chain modeling um, <laughs> another shameless plug uh actually i think the core marketing class kind of helped me um you wouldn't really think about that uh in an operations role but so mine was so focused on making a tool that our i guess our guys on the ground will actually want so understanding what um what they actually need and be able to bring something that that looks applicable and easy um, and actually usable. Um, I guess some of the other tools that have been tried uh, to solve the staffing issue, 
they look good from a high level of someone explaining it, but if you give it to somebody in the field, they would immediately throw it away because to them it, it didn't make any sense, you know, and it, it was cumbersome and it and looked awful. So, um, yeah, core marketing. Know, know who you're trying to market to. That's yes, right. knowing That's your good. audience is always <laughs> a step in the right direction. We've got yeah, one more even. thing, not a class or anything, but I'm not sure if you guys felt this too. A lot of the MBA program is networking. It's like learning to talk oh, to people definitely. that you don't know about stuff that you kind of know, but you can pretend like you know a lot about, <laughs> um, which is a huge part of our, our internship too, because we would have networking events all the time at Nike. So it's like being able to flex that muscle uh, at school where there's like really low stakes where you can do it in a, in a company for real was actually really, really helpful. Yeah, and that's probably applicable not to just to Nike. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. That's, that's yeah. Really, yeah. yeah. Totally. So. Core skill you, you better leave here with. Yeah. So, wildcard question. Ooh. Didn't send you all this ahead of time. Ooh. Love these. I think, as first years, what we have all been talking about is how can you differentiate all these different organizations based on their culture? What are questions you should be asking to help understand if you're a cultural fit for where you want to go? What aspects of Nike did you all feel really spoke to you and your experience, and what part of their their brand, their experience, um, did you find authentic to your internship? I can go first. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so one of the things I found super authentic is the COO, uh, Eric Sprunk, would kind of do these chats with just everyone across yeah. the company, and he spent a lot of time doing that. And he had so much candor, uh, just willing to kind of go the extra mile. And he'd be like, there's somebody back there that's going to tell me I'm not supposed to say this. But, <laughs> you know, I care, I'm care. i saying it because I care about you guys and I care about uh, what you think. So I think the authenticity and the candor that people had, and I think just everyone was willing to talk to you. And I think through those conversations, you just realize how smart people are at that company, which is incredible. And I think when you go into the internship, it's just continuing about – to really have those conversations and build relationships to understand if it's a good fit for you. Because just as much as they interviewed you, you're now kind of interviewing them mm-hmm. to see if it's where you want to be long term. Mm-hmm. For, for me, um, sports have always, always been like a huge, huge part of my life. So, I, I mean, growing up, I would watch like Tiger Woods, also Tiger's back. I love that. <laughs> um, would watch uh, Tiger Woods, Roger Federer, uh, Rafael Nadal, and they're all like big Nike guys. Mm-hmm. So, like, those are my heroes growing up. So being able to go work at a company where they like they make sports, Nike makes sports happen. So like that was just really really cool to me. And it's um, one of, I think one of the questions I got in my interview was like what what do like sports mean to you? Why are sports important to you? And I've never really thought about it before. But it's like I, I get all my friends through sports. Like I talk about sports <laughs> with all my buddies and stuff like that. It's like it's like such a huge part of my life that I just wanted to be somewhere where I could like work on something like that. You know. Yeah, uh, similar to, to Stephen. Like I, I, I do think they asked like, like really, why Nike? Uh, yeah. and that was their first at, question. Yeah, yeah. And and if you just like, uh, well, it sounds like a cool company. Uh, <laughs> it, I mean, that's not gonna cut it. I mean, Nike, Nike is about sports. Like I ran cross country, so seeing Steve Prefontaine every day, like postered up like right next to me in my my office, is kind of cool. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I lived it. I've got a torn ACL. You can't even see it right That's now. That's true. <laughs> but, but I mean, I mean, it really—they really do like connect to the core, and the core is, you know, bringing to people together through sport, and um, they stick to it, and it's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, y'all mentioned athletes. Did you see any around at headquarters? Athletes? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So I saw Indomik and Sue working out. I saw uh, Odell Beckham Jr. working out at the same gyms that we worked out at. Um, 
Who else? Uh, Shalane Flanagan runs around campus a lot. She's a she's a runner. Shameless plug. Deshaun Watson was on campus. Deshaun Watson was there. That's true. Sorry, Ross could only look at me while I was working out. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) only only pro athletes. Speaking of athletes, yeah. Um, uh, The Oregon Oregon Ducks football team did like an entire day long practice there. Barcelona came. The women's uh, soccer team, the United States women's soccer team, was there. So it's like you just walk around and see like if, if there's a tall person. They're probably an athlete or a former athlete. <laughs> yeah, and you yeah. To- you totally saw like college athletes oh, there yeah. too working out. Um, I would see like some of the people on the Stanford swim team there. And yeah. I was like, oh, that's cool. Just casual Olympians wandering yeah. around. Yeah, yeah. yeah actually, swimming. actually true. Right. Yeah. 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 I guess tying that back, I think we had everybody had orientation up in Portland together, which mm-hmm. was really cool. Yeah. Um, you so you see every single intern that Nike has, and they put you through uh, NTC training on that first day Nike so, training club yeah mm-hmm. and so so you're basically doing a giant workout with everybody and then you're next to like you know I'm a D1 athlete at o- Oklahoma and track and I'm like oh good good I'm, good thing I'm running a relay with you yeah. right now like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah it's crazy like sport is really ingrained in the, yeah. the culture yeah. yeah I had the opportunity to go to one of their uh, kind of sales inter meetings to prepare for kind of the next season and it was for golf mm-hmm. specifically and they had videos of all these product line managers of just figuring out you know okay you know Rory really wants this he is that athlete but they're also considering kind of okay what does he represent for golfers mm-hmm. everywhere he's kind of that traditionalist uh, and you got to see that kind of for Tiger and for Jason Day and Brooke Kepka. so it was cool to see that from that perspective and just serving athletes all day every day great yeah so here's the the big question. What's next? You going back? You want to stay in retail, stay in the supply chain? Does anyone know? I mean, the leader in the clubhouse right now for me is Nike, but still looking around Atlanta because I'm from here and stuff. But uh, I'd say something has to be really, 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 really good for me not to go back to Nike because I can't imagine a place that I'd fit in better than at Nike. So, Yeah, uh, I'm kind of in Steven's wheelhouse right now. I've got a sweet offer in memphis tennessee and uh they got a big bass pro there for they, you they have the the, the, the bass pro, bass pro in memphis tennessee. and <laughs> i only lost a few hundred dollars there so it's good how, how um, many shoes did you guys come back with again? i came back with 50 pair of shoes just okay. for me and i gave away okay that's all right this is going off topic anyway um <laughs> <laughs> i only got 11 i felt bad about 11 you said five zero yeah. <laughs> oh, come on. Oh, um, but 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 like Stephen, uh, Nike is a clear front runner. It's it, the it's a great offer. It's a great company, and uh, yeah, just do it, baby. <laughs> yeah, it is. It would be a great company to work for. Uh, I'm I'm focused more on the Atlanta area. Currently. Okay. Uh, thinking about Atlanta area, staying possibly staying here awesome offer from an amazing company uh, that I've always admired since I was a kid so I was always like I could be just as good as the boys so it was kind of fun to be at a company where you're like ah, they finally make that for girls now <laughs> um, and it's not just in pink <laughs> yeah. yes exactly yeah. so I uh, love the company and would be so grateful to go back but we, we'll see it's got to be it's got to be a good thing here for yeah. sure so yeah oh no. before before that day comes, before commencement comes, how are y'all looking to spend this last NBA year? What are you looking to focus on? What are maybe things you noticed this summer? Like, oh, I love that. I want to learn more about this area, this function, um, 
or what do you just want to avoid based on yeah. real life <laughs> yeah. experience? Yeah. You know, it works both ways with an internship. So I, I've done operations kind of like my entire post high school academic career. So I'm, I'm not doing too much of that anymore. Um, like I said earlier, I w- wanted to focus on uh, product management. So I'm doing all that stuff right now in class. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm not super great at it yet because it's a completely different part of my brain that I got to work on. Um, but uh, our teachers here are great and the classes are super duper interesting. They're, they're awesome. So I've, I'm just taking a lot of classes that I'm interested in that, that are going to help me out with uh, stuff I'm not quite great at yet. Uh, yeah, I think right now it's about getting a lot of breadth. I felt like I kind of did some deep dives last year to get ready for the internship, understand that, and now creating a little bit more breadth, specifically mm. like product management, something that doesn't exercise the my best part of the brain. <laughs> uh, but, you know, really kind of... We're in a group together. That's I know. In that same class. we got to depend on good. our other yeah. classmates yeah. for that. Uh, we like teamwork here. Yeah, so yeah, yeah right. we do. Community, one of the seats. Collaboration. Yes, yeah. we emphasize strengths uh, yeah. within our group work for sure. Uh, and that really just kind of taking it one day at a time and embracing it. You only get this opportunity once in your life, and it's it's pretty cool to hang out with some amazing people and get an opportunity to learn like this. Uh, yeah, same thing. Uh, I was mostly operations just because that's what I was wanting to get into, and now I'm trying to get a bit wider. Um, focused on operations right now just because it's interview season so it's like the less brain power I have to commit to school the more I can focus <laughs> on like you know the jobs and all that um, but looking forward to maybe going to South Africa in the spring Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. international so, practicum yeah so yeah. our our international practicums another highlight of the Scheller College curriculum are these practicum courses where you're doing hands-on projects with local and sometimes international companies. So uh, this spring, help me remember, we've got South Africa, Israel, China, China, Israel, and Hungary. Um, Hungary. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Man, I and am Hungary. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did Brazil uh, last year and it was awesome. It was, yeah. uh, I, I highly recommend it. And the, the professor did Brazil is doing South Africa, actually. Nice. South Africa. Cool. Well, Josh, what are you going to do other than recover from oh, giving yeah. your all to intramural <laughs> with your ACL? Intramural glory. Um, I kind of like Steven, like, uh, and actually everyone else. Like, I, I've done, I'm still uh, concentrating in operations, and I'll take a, probably another operations class next semester. Um, probably uh, get my black belt or something, just for, just oh. for kicks. Oh, yeah, Sigma. Sigma. MB, or MBD. <laughs> um, but, but get that breadth. Um, I'd like to take big data, pass, fail, um, just to do it. Have you yeah. not taken that yet? No, dude, yeah. I didn't. Yeah, I haven't man. taken it either. Um, oh, you guys are going to be so much right smarter. Right now, I'm taking a, a second accounting class because before coming to Scheller, the only accounting I did was my bank accounting. Hey. So, uh, shameless yeah. plug for shameless Mulford. Plug. He's yes. awesome. Also a fantastic class if you've never done accounting in your life. Mm-hmm. Great. Well, we're going to wrap it up with one bit of advice to, to me. I'll be selfish to first years as we're looking at internships. Uh What's your one piece of advice, starting with Josh? We're going to go the other way around the table. Go to as many info sessions as possible, but at the same time, don't don't let the stress get to you. Like, I'm a pretty laid-back guy, so I saw all these people flipping out during, during uh, oh, yeah, as Christy points to herself, <laughs> flipping out during the, uh, the whole process. Uh, you got here, you're smart. Trust that it's going to work. I mean, don't lollygag around, but don't let the pressure get to you. It'll be all right. Say trust the process. Ooh, trust the process. <laughs> um, 
So again, I'll say our uh, career center is great. Something that uh, I guess we weren't really notified about is that we get feedback from every interview we do on campus. Uh, so once I found out about that, it's like I you know talked to them after every single interview, got some feedback, and said, okay, you know, what should I change and adjust going forward for my next ones. Um, so definitely like talk to your advisor a lot, especially once you get into that the actual interview season. Yeah, be open to feedback. Yep. Cool, Christy. Um, along with that, I would say stick to your gut. No, like if you came into school for something that you really want, I think it's totally cool to be open to different ways of how you can position what you want, but also know what you wanted in your gut in the first place. So you wanted something that's more entrepreneurial, figure out a company that helps you excel at that. Even if it's not a startup, it can still be a big company. So stick to your gut, stick to what you know, career services will totally help you along the way. That's what I was going to say, stick to your gut. I, I got to offer my uh, first semester here at a company that was really similar to what I was doing before. Um, and it was kind of one of those like, okay, I really, really want Nike, but it's like, I got one now. Should I risk it for the biscuit kind of thing? Um, and it was one of those where like, if I had taken this offer, it would always been like, what if I had waited mm-hmm. for Nike? Would I have been able to get that? So I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm a smart guy. I got here, like Josh said. So, uh, so believe in yourself. Uh, stick to your gut. If you don't like something right away, then just forget about it. Because once you do, then then you'll know that it'll be the right place for you. Great. Yeah. Well, thanks again for being here today, and congratulations on the success at Nike. And I'm sure going forward, like you said, you're all smart, capable people. And can't wait to see what you do. Um, I'll hold so on to that. Thank you're gonna. You. <laughs> yeah. Well, just everyone. You can write that in your locker. Yeah. We'll have daily affirmations. You're a smart and capable person. Everything will be okay. So that does it for this episode of The Intersection at Scheller College. Thanks again, and join us next time for more talks on internships with our undergraduate finance students, um, some coverage of our veteran students, and some of our more entrepreneurial alumni. So sneak peek of what's coming up. Hashtag swoosh life.